Good morning. Welcome to worship today. Just a few announcements before we begin. Uh, yeah, sure. It's just so good to, to see so many of you today, and uh, especially glad to see Larry back with us today. Thank you for, for being here today, Larry. Yeah. <laughs> Good to have you back. Thanks for being here. And a special welcome to our friends who are online or on the phone. Uh, Welcome to worship in that way as well. Today uh, we are uh, going to be talking about the witness of St. Francis of Assisi, a 13th century saint from uh, Italy. And Trinity has a long-standing tradition of having a pet blessing on the first Sunday of October uh, because St. Francis Day is on October 4th. Uh, But we're going to do a a little special extra uh, focus on him today uh, just to lift up uh, his witness and to prepare ourselves for the pet festival, which will be happening from 11 to 1 in our parking lot. And it looks like the weather is going to hold for us, which I was very nervous about yesterday. So I'm I'm feeling very good about that right now. But even if it starts to rain, we've got a tent out there. We've got some smaller tents. uh, So we'll we'll make it work. But even if you don't have a pet, you are uh, welcome to come and enjoy the Holy Cow food truck, which will be making uh, grilled cheese and paninis uh, on a pay-as-you-can basis. Um, So if you have no money in your pocket, you get fed. If you've got some more money in your pocket, you get fed as well. And any money that they make above the cost of the food will go to Underdog Pet Rescue. And if you do have an animal companion, you can, uh, you know, if you go home and and, uh, retrieve them, um, you can bring them for a blessing uh, and for treats from Bad Dog Frida. Just want to be sure to keep in front of us that we have uh, our congregational meeting on, on October 17th got some important items of business that day, including council elections, um, discussion of a proposed landscaping plan, and a vote on a pastoral call. So please be sure to attend on October 17th. And lastly, you'll notice that we are making some temporary changes to our worship space. Um, You'll notice the orange banner in the front here. In my sermon last week, I talked about um, Orange Shirt Day which is a national day of remembrance and truth-seeking around the the history of boarding schools and residential schools in the United States and Canada, uh, which affected so many um, uh, Native Americans. And so the color orange has become symbolic for for the survivors of those schools and also for uh, the children who did not survive those schools. And so we uh, remember them today and will be remembering them Uh, for 225 days. So you'll be hearing more about that in the coming months. Are there any other announcements we should make today? If not, we'll prepare ourselves for worship with our prelude music.
please stand as you are able and face the baptismal font. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, whose teaching is life, whose presence is sure, and whose love is endless. Amen. Let us confess our sins to the one who welcomes us with an open heart. God, our comforter, like lost sheep we have gone astray. We gaze upon abundance and see scarcity. We turn our faces away from injustice and oppression. We exploit the earth with our apathy and greed. Free us from sin, gracious God. Listen when we call out to you for help. Lead us by your love to love our neighbors as ourselves. Amen. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. By the gift of grace in Christ Jesus, God makes you righteous. Receive with glad hearts the forgiveness of all your sins. Amen.
grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. Let us pray using the words of St. Francis. Lord, make us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, let us sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is discord, union. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. Grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. Please be seated. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, God said, Let the waters bring forth swarms of living creatures, and let birds fly above the earth across the dome of the sky. So God created the great sea monsters and every living creature that moves, of every kind, with which the waters swarm, and every winged bird of every kind. And God saw that it was good. God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters and the seas, and let birds multiply on the earth. And there was evening, and there was morning, the fifth day. And God said, Let the earth bring forth living creatures of every kind, cattle and creeping things, and wild animals of the earth of every kind. And it was so. God made the wild animals of the earth of every kind, and the cattle of every kind, and everything that creeps upon the ground of every kind. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let us make humankind in our image, according to our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the air, and over the cattle and over all the wild animals of the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. So God created humankind in his image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. Word of God, word of life. Thanks Thanks be to God. Psalm 148. Praise the Lord from the earth, you sea monsters and all deeps, Fire and hail, snow and frost, stormy wind fulfilling his command. Mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, wild animals and all cattle, creeping things and flying birds, kings of the earth and all peoples, princes and all rulers of the earth, young men and women alike, old and young together. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for his name alone is exalted. His glory is above earth and heaven. He has raised up a horn for his people, praise for all his faithful, for the people of Israel who are close to him. Praise the Lord. 
The second reading is from Galatians, chapter 6. May I never boast of anything except the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. For neither circumcision nor uncircumcision is anything, but a new creation is everything. As for those who will follow this rule, peace be upon them and mercy and upon the Israel of God. From now on, let no one make trouble for me, for I carry the marks of Jesus branded on my body. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit, brothers and sisters. Amen. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. Gospel according to Matthew, the 11th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. At that time, Jesus said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and the intelligent and have revealed them to infants. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by the, my Father. And no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Please be seated. And grace and peace to you, friends, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Today, the witness of Francis Assisi, which always points to Jesus, the one he followed, invites us to consider our relationships with all of God's creatures. Now, Francis lived about 900 years ago in the Italian region of Umbria. He was the son of a wealthy merchant, but as a young man had a conversion experience that led him to give up all of his wealth and live and serve among the poor. Later, he wrote a rule of life for those who wanted to live like him and founded what came to be the Friars Minor, also known as the Franciscan Order. But Francis is especially known for his love of animals and creation, which is why Trinity has this tradition of having a pet blessing on the first Sunday in October. There are nearly 100 stories of Francis and his care of animals passed down through the centuries. You've probably seen a statue of Francis, often with a bird, uh, in someone's garden or in your own garden. There's this story about Francis that he was walking through a valley one day and he saw a multitude of birds of a variety of species. And upon seeing these birds, he greeted them as brothers and sisters and admonished them to praise the Creator for blessing them so wondrously with feathers and flight. But as we think about Francis and look at our world today, we see all kinds of trouble in our relationships with the animal world and with the health of our environment. From what we know from the fossil record of the history of the Earth, there have been five mass extinction events. Perhaps the one we know most, uh, we learn most about in school, the most famous one, is the great dying 
of 250 million years ago, when about 95% of, of all species were eradicated at once. Uh, this includes many of the dinosaurs we learned about in school. Some think it was a large asteroid or some kind of event that made the oceans toxic. We're not exactly sure. But looking back at history, some are wondering if we are in the early stages of the sixth great extinction event of our world. And in this case, the cause seems to be the activity of human beings like us. According to a 2019 report by the Intergovernmental Science Policy Platform on Biodiversity and Ecosystem Services, around one million animal and plant species are threatened with extinction in the next couple of decades, which is more than at any time in human history as far as we can tell. The current species extinction rate is estimated to be a thousand times higher than the natural or background rate since the existence of our species. Causes of this extinction include use of land and sea by us, climate change, plastic pollution, and invasive species. How awful to imagine our ecosystems losing one million species, and we might not be able to play out what the consequences might be. On a smaller scale, we all know instances of animal abuse and neglect, and some of our practices create inhumane conditions for animals who provide our food. On the other hand, we all know and celebrate the beauty of animal companionship. I can't tell you the number of people I know who treasure a relationship with a beloved pet, a cat, a dog, or a bird. It's remarkable the impact they can have on our life. A few years ago, I was part of a group that was meeting with a man, a veteran of the first Gulf War, and he shared uh, uh, with the group his story of deep depression upon returning home from the war. And he said that it was his dog that kept him going. It was the thought of his dog that kept him alive. And for those of us who have lost a beloved pet, we know the depth of grief, grief that can come because of the love we have shared with them. And this is not to mention those of us who appreciate the beauty of creatures in the wild, from bird watchers to those who fish and hunt. But as we think about our faith, it's not something we often talk about. Does any of this matter to God? What does this mean for our lives as disciples of Jesus Christ? Our familiar reading from Genesis 1, our first reading for today, tells the story of creation. But it does more than that. It takes us as human beings and places us within a web of creation. In a way, Genesis 1 shows us God's original dream for the world, a dream of abundant and diverse life spreading all over. It's a world of creeping, crawling, flying, swimming animals of every kind. And according to this text, we find ourselves standing on and living within, living within God's good creation. God looked at it and said it was good. Now, a teacher of mine helped me to see this text in a new way. He asked us to ponder, what if this text is meant to show us that we are part of a wider family of creatures. You see, the book of Genesis is structured around genealogies. There's this pattern throughout the narrative. Whenever there's a new story about to begin, it starts with a genealogy. So when you get the story of Noah, there's a transition point with the genealogy. When you get to the story of Abraham, there's a transition point that begins with the genealogy. So the pattern is genealogy, story, genealogy, story, genealogy, story. And so with this in mind, why would that not, why would that not happen with the first chapter? With the language of Genesis 1, with that picture, appears to be a genealogy as well. Except in this case, the generations are more than just one human family. The generations here include all of creation. In other words, Genesis 1 paints a family tree, but the branches include our dogs and our cats, bumblebees and manatees, and so on. According to the author of Genesis, 
God intended an original kinship between creatures. We all share a common beginning, a common genesis, and our lives share the same source. And like Psalm 148 reminds us, because of that source, we are all called to praise. All of creation is called upon to praise the Creator. It's in light of this that the words subdue and dominion carry the sense of service and stewardship, of care and concern, that we are to have dominion in the same way that our good God has dominion, which does not mean domination, but means service and love. But somewhere along the line, we lost, fact, lost track of the fact that we are part of this web of creation, that we are part of a wider family of God's creatures. Perhaps one way we can view the chaos of extinction in our world, one way we can view the disorder of climate change and the sin of animal cruelty is in the language of sin or of the fall of humanity. God had a dream for us, but we turned it into a nightmare. And that's why God is at work to restore peace and harmony in our world, most especially in the kingdom of God inaugurated by Jesus. The prophet Isaiah gives us a glimpse of this. In the words of the prophet, we get a vision of a world set right, of God's dream restored. Isaiah, in his vision, sees a return to kinship, of relationship, right relationship between creatures. Isaiah saw a time when the wolf shall dwell with the lamb, when the leopard shall lie down with the young goat, and the calf and the lion and the fattened calf together, and a little child shall lead them. The cow and bear shall graze, their young shall lie down together, the lion shall eat straw like the ox, the nursing child shall play over the coal of the cobra, and the weaned child shall put his hand in the adder's den. They shall not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountains, says the Lord, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. God's original vision in Genesis is restored in Isaiah's vision, a vision of peace and harmony, of kinship between creatures. And I think this is what made Francis so special in the history of the church, because he recaptured this vision somehow. He saw God's dream in the peaceable kingdom and set about to live within it. When Francis was converted, he began to see all creatures as his kin, as all part of the same family tree. There's a story, story from early on in his ministry where he saw some doves for sale in the village. He looked at the birds lovingly and saw his sisters, he said, and so he scrounged up the money, bought them, and set them free. Likewise, there is another story where Francis came across a boy who had caught some turtle doves to sell at the market. Francis asked the boy if he could have the birds to release them. When the boy was convinced, Francis predicted, you will go on to serve Jesus Christ and will become a Franciscan someday. And the story goes that the turtle doves went and made their nests by Francis and his brothers. And years later, that boy did become a Franciscan friar. There's another story of a village called Gubbio. A wolf was terrorizing the town, and likewise the people of the town were trying to drive it out or capture it or kill it. Francis heard about the situation and set out into the wilderness to meet the wolf by himself. Francis greeted the wolf in the name of Jesus and brought peace between the wolf and the village. And the story goes that the wolf was seen wandering the streets and the villagers would set out treats for the wolf. Part of Francis' path of discipleship was to see all creatures as part of his family. Near the end of his life, when he was very ill, Francis wrote a poem, which is one of the earliest in the vernacular Italian that survives. And he called it the Canticle of Brother's Son. In it, he praises God for his siblings, for Brother Sun and Sister Moon, for Brother Wind and Sister Water, for Brother Fire and Sister Earth. For our hymn of the day, we'll be singing an adaptation of Francis's canticle, All Creatures Worship God Most High. Christ's servant, Francis, helps us today 
to recapture part of God's dream for creation. Francis wouldn't want us to focus too much on him because his whole life was meant to point to the one whom he followed. Francis points to the dream of the kingdom of God, and that dream places us in the family of creation. The new creation that began with Jesus is about making God's dream come true. And so today we give thanks for our pets, which give us a glimpse of this companionship. And may they teach us how to be better disciples of Jesus. Amen.
children and heirs of God's promise, we pray for the church, the world, and all in need. Holy One, you have raised up faithful leaders throughout history. Empower those discerning a call to ministry and all seminarians, especially Nathan Houston, that they continue to be formed for the sake of the gospel. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. You have established a diverse and beautiful creation, revived declining species, and preserve endangered lands. Cultivate in us a sense of wonder for the world you created. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. You desire for us not to be alone and to live in community with one another. Strengthen relationships between nations and peoples that we celebrate and support one human family. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. You share in our experiences and struggles. Bless all who live with any mental or physical disability. Inspire creative communities, spaces, and environments that are accessible and hospitable. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. You have established and nurtured relationships that extend beyond those gathered here today. Bless members who can no longer travel to worship with us and remind us of their continued role in this community of faith. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. You promise eternal life to all your children. Thank you for the people of faith who have gone before us. We remember your servant Francis and pray especially for the family of Betty Yoakum. Strengthen our trust we have in you. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. We pray especially today, God, for Deniah, Galen, John, James, Kristen, Bob Tess. We remember as well Nolan Sons, Nolan Johnson's grandson, Max, and pray for all who mourn his loss. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Receive these prayers, O God, and those in our hearts known only to you, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Please turn around and share a sign of peace. Wave. Find some way to share the peace today. Peace be with you. <laughs> We won't be passing an offering plate today, but there is an offering plate back by the baptismal font where you can leave an offering either on your way up for communion or as you uh, depart today, uh, you can leave your offering there. And we'll now hear our musical offering.
Please stand as you're able. <laughs> the Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right, our duty and our joy, that we should all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, almighty and merciful God, through our Savior, Jesus Christ, who on this day overcame death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. And so with all the choirs of angels, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. mighty and merciful Lord, heaven and earth are full of your glory. In great love you sent to us Jesus, your Son, who reached out to heal the sick and suffering, who preached good news to the poor, and who on the cross opened his arms to all. The night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. It's my body, given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, gave for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant of my blood, shed for you and for all people, for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Remembering, therefore, his death, resurrection, and ascension, we await his coming in glory. Pour out upon us the spirit of your love, O Lord, and unite the wills of all who share this heavenly food, the body and blood of Jesus Christ our Lord. Tomb with you and the Holy Spirit, be all honor and glory, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father, seated as we share some instructions for communion. To communion today, you'll come up the side aisles where at the front you will find two tables which have empty glasses. You can grab an empty glass and bring it to the railing where it'll be filled with wine. If you need grape juice or uh, gluten-free, those are at these side tables as well. <clears throat> uh, when you are finished communing, you can return down the center aisle where there's a bowl where you can place your empty glass. Uh, all who are here today are, are welcome to commune with us. This is the Lord's table, not Trinity Lutheran's table. And the invitation comes from Christ. These are the gifts of God for the people of God.
Please stand as you are able. Now may the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you in God's grace. Amen. Lord of life, in the gift of your body and blood, you turn the crumbs of our faith into a feast of salvation. Send us forth into the world with shouts of joy, bearing witness to the abundance of your love in Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Amen. People of God, you are Christ's body, bringing new life to a suffering world. The Holy Trinity, one God, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go in peace. The living word dwells in you.